You're now listening to Binge Brew Brain Podcast, the show that teaches simple neuroscience-based strategies to ending overeating, binge eating, emotional eating, and yo-yo dieting. I'm Natalia, your host, and I'm here to help you create wellness without the obsession. Let's get started. Hello, hello. I hope you're all doing fabulous. Today, I've prepared for you something special. I have a guest, and this is the first guest guest on a Binge Proof Brain podcast, which makes this episode the first of its kind. I'm joined today by one of my clients who graduated my coaching program a week ago. I wanted to get her on the show to share her insights with you and help you believe that it's possible to create peaceful relationship with food through coaching. A warm welcome to Ruth. Hello, Natalia. Thank you very much for the warm welcome. Thank you so much for accepting my invitation. It is an honor to have you on the show. Um, yeah, and let's get started. So for the past three months, we've been working together uh, on issues related to like food and exercise. Mm-hmm. So I would love you to explain more about your eating struggles prior mm-hmm. to us working together. Yeah, absolutely. Um so really, I would say I, I developed an eating disorder a long, long time ago uh, when I started university. So um, about 10 to 12 years ago. Um, and at that time, I was really struggling with some things. But I found that the one thing that I could control was uh, how much I ate and how much I exercised. And um, as a result, I obviously lost a lot of weight. Um, and because I was seeing the results, um, it became quite attractive to me. You know, I could work really hard towards something and see the results, whereas there were other things in my life that I um, was struggling to control and, and wasn't getting the results that I was hoping for. So I um, was under eating, over exercising, um, and in order to stop people from thinking that I, I had this strange relationship with food I would consciously make an effort when I was in front of people to to eat a lot so I think that's where I developed a little bit of a binging habit um but also because I was just so hungry all the time um it was very easy to binge because I'd been denying myself a lot of food um so I think at the at the time nothing was was diagnosed I I possibly um showed signs of bulimia maybe um I tried to make myself sick but I I never succeeded um but I would use um laxatives and I would um do a lot of exercise you know to really try and purge all the food that I had eaten um so yeah as I say that's how it kind of started and then after about a year um I think just just talking to some family and friends, um, my brother in particular was quite instrumental in just talking to me saying, you know, we're really worried about you. Um, so that's kind of when things started getting slightly better, I'd say. Um, and I don't really know what changed, but I, I got happier. Um, I started eating better. Um, but it didn't really stop there. Even though I continued university and, and was eating better, I still developed a bit of um, just strange, disordered thoughts about food. Um, I did used to always think um, that I had to exercise to burn off food and to earn my food. Um, and I would just constantly have thoughts and strange habits. For example, um, I couldn't eat 
unless there'd been at least four hours between meals. So I was still very much controlling, Mm -hmm. you know, and wouldn't eat breakfast before a certain time and um, just just little things. So I was still in some ways like controlling what I was doing through eating and through exercise and through these habits. Um, And this kind of stayed with me, yeah, as I say, for sort of the past 10 years or so. And um, I I traveled around a lot, had different jobs and often found myself um, not living alone, but I was leading a more independent life. um, And doing things in secret became quite exciting. So eating lots of crisps or lots of chocolate by myself and nobody else knew about it became quite exciting and again it was something that I could control but actually on reflection it was almost like I was out of control um so yeah I've just for years and years just kind of struggled with my relationship with food and um thinking that certain foods are good certain foods are bad um you know, if, if I'd, if I'd gone out for dinner or had a takeaway, this feeling that I had to get up early and, you know, burn it all off the next day. I just, I just had these sorts of thoughts. Um, so yeah, even though, you know, if you look at me, I'm a very healthy weight and um, fit and strong, you know, inside my mind were all these crazy thoughts, um, about food, just very disordered thoughts about food, um, about control, about, yeah body image um all those sorts of things <laughs> so sorry that was a very uh, long answer um about a decade's <laughs> worth of answer there just to explain yeah what what I what I was struggling with when I came to Natalia yeah that's that that's perfect thank you so much for for sharing your story and I think that it's fascinating to see that difference what is inside versus what is outside so inside of course you've got those those disordered thoughts but on the outside everything looked normal also as you said at the beginning during during the family gatherings you would intentionally eat more so that nobody suspects Mm -hmm. anything and I think that that many people uh, struggle with similar thing. And it's good also that you've mentioned this, this compensating, that it's also, yeah. um, mm. it's also part of, of disordered uh, behavior. So when did you realize that you've got a problem and it's time to like do something about it? Mm. It's a good question because I think, you know, deep down, I sort of always knew that I had a bit of a problem. And, and as I said, when I was at my let's call it my worst about 10 years ago I never got diagnosed you know I never got the help or the kind of uh, professional support um that I needed um so it's just kind of something that's been living with me but I I do think as with everything lockdown um really kind of forced me to change my way of thinking and my whole lifestyle changed um I left I left a, a city and a job I was really happy with um, moved in with my boyfriend, started a new job. Obviously, we were all in lockdown. Gyms were closed. Um, you know, we were just eating our feelings. And then because I couldn't go to the gym, I was still using laxatives and finding that I was hiding this kind of behavior from from my partner. Um, and I, you know, we, we were talking about a future together, buying a house, having children and that kind of thing. And and. I think I just realized, you know, if if I want to have this, um, this future with this person whom I love, like, I I want to sort out my head, I I don't want to be carrying on building his life with him, having these struggles still, um, 
you know, and and I'd never really spoken to anybody about it. And I remember telling him that I was going to look into to get therapy. And um, he was just so supportive. And that also was was an encouragement for me to go and do it. Um, I just I'd got into very bad habits in lockdown. I was I was eating a lot. I know we all kind of joke about you know, everyone eats more in lockdown, but I, I was eating a lot, really um, whole loaves of bread and whole bags of crisps and, you know, like tubs of chocolate spread and, and stuff like that. And But I was doing it all in secret. And um, I think, I don't, I don't know what clicked just one day. Yeah, as I say, I think talking about a future together and I just thought this, this has got to stop, you know, constantly yep. waking up looking in the mirror thinking oh what did you do last night you know why did you eat chips and all that sort of stuff and we're in lockdown and and nobody is very happy at the moment anyway I just sort of thought you know what now's the time it's kind of forcing me because I'm in lockdown I've got time you know I've got the resources to do it um so yeah I just I just went for it <laughs> yeah yeah Perfect. Yeah, I love it because I think that what stops many people is that they think that they need to hit the rock bottom to really ask for, for help. But in mm-hmm. your case, you just uh, you just notice that there are some lingering problems and that you want to start this new mm-hmm. chapter of your life. And that Absolutely. if this is like a, even a small issue, you want to fix it because you want to, uh, again, live a fulfilled life that you deserved. Absolutely. You're totally right. And just to reiterate what you said, you know, even though I wasn't necessarily at rock bottom, if you compare myself to sort of a decade ago, you know, I I still had issues that I wanted to address. So, you know, whatever anyone's going through, whatever moment, whether they're really high or rock bottom or -hmm. in between, it's definitely, you know, your thoughts and your behaviors are important so um yeah just don't hesitate to seek help at any stage of of where you're at yeah yeah perfect yeah and i'm just curious did you have like any hesitations or concerns before signing up for the program program because most people are sort of like fed up with trying different diets or self-help books uh, and they are also like full of self-doubt so Yeah. yeah how was it in your case yeah it's a good question. If I'm being totally honest, I, I'd often put off um, seeking help and seeking programs and things like this because of the money. I thought, mm-hmm. oh, it's just too expensive. Like, you know, I should get it for free or there's all these self-help books online that you can just look at. And But it's not the same. And, uh, you know, I, I'm so glad that I invested. So I, I, I'd say one of the first things that I was a bit unsure about was, is it worth the money? Um, but I'd say definitely yes. And then, of course, as with every program, you think, you know, does it work? Mm-hmm. Um, and you can read reviews, but you don't know how accurate they are. And um, I think for me, you know, I followed quite a few people on social media that do similar things to what you do, Natalia. But um, I felt that you were just exactly what I was looking for. Um, I liked your approach. Um, so our initial consultation, I think, really confirmed to me. And, and I didn't actually look at going to anybody else. Um, mm-hmm. You were my sort of first and only choice. Um, and yeah. because I'd never had therapy before in any in any kind of fashion, I, I was, I guess, in general, just thinking, oh, is this going to help? I don't know. But, you know, my, my partner has had therapy before and said it was like the best thing for him. And I think I, another thing I thought was, oh, 
I'm not depressed like so I Mm -hmm. can't do therapy programs and I kind of forgot that eating disorders were still a mental health issue Mm -hmm. and it's perhaps something we don't talk about enough in general so I I guess I was I used to think oh you know I'm fine really I I don't need help but actually you know I I did need help (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, I totally get that. Yeah. So you were determined enough to make a decision and invest in yourself despite all of your concerns. So now let's skip forward. Could you share with us what were the main three areas we worked on during our coaching sessions that make the biggest impact in your life? Gosh, yeah. Well, there's probably more than three, but um so firstly, um a big takeaway for me from the program was learning how to kind of manage and and control my my thoughts um but in a positive way so understanding why i have thoughts and learning how to manage them which of course can be used for any thoughts about food or negative thoughts in general or about your body or you know so um that was something we focused on a lot was these thoughts that i had about whenever i ate a takeaway or um you know, if I overate or had a binge, just just how to process those thoughts, how to manage those thoughts, um, but also how to recognize um, your feelings as well, which was something that I'm not really very good at. So um, yeah, sort of managing and recognizing thoughts and feelings around not only food and eating and exercise, but but other parts of your life was um, was a huge part of the program that I really um, enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Um, secondly, we we looked at nutrition, um, and I found that quite interesting. Um, I follow a plant based plant based diet, um, and the food um, diary that I kept and that you looked at, and you were able to give me, you know, nutritional advice because <clears throat> you are a nutritionist, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and uh, I found that just really useful, and it wasn't kind of like. I didn't feel like I had a personal trainer at the gym just saying, eat more protein. You know, it was <laughs> it was about why protein is beneficial and breaking down of carbs and fat and sugar and how it all works together in your body. And I just found that really quite interesting, actually. And um, it just leads you to snacking better, you know, like you didn't tell me to not snack. You just kind of taught me a, a good way to snack. So, yeah, nutrition mm-hmm. was something we focused on a lot, which I um, really appreciated. Um and then finally, um, just I think, because, so you obviously, you're specialized in neuroscience as well. I think for me, just understanding a lot more about the brain um, really helps you to, as I said, as my first point, with your thoughts, it just really helps. Um, so learning about the brain and learning about why we have these thoughts and why we binge, so how um, binging and urges and have become a part of kind of something that's wired into your brain and things like that which I found incredibly interesting but learning it and understanding it does help you to 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 overcome any issues that you're having so yeah I'd say that the three things would be um you know managing thoughts nutrition and understanding uh, the brain better yeah 
Yeah, I love it. I love it because this is something that that I really put emphasis on. So it's uh, mm-hmm. it's great to hear that you recognize that these are also the topics that uh, that you needed and that helped yeah. you. Okay, so now we know what we worked on, uh, what had the biggest impact on your life. Uh, but I bet that our listener r- listeners would love to know how did your day to day life change as a result of coaching. Mm. That's really interesting. Um... I definitely became more aware of thoughts and behaviors. Um, I obviously spent spent time a little bit per day watching your videos, so I, you know, had to make mm-hmm. that commitment because it works both ways. You know, I'm I'm paying for this program, and you're giving me a lot of resources, and I and I do have to sit down and and read um, the documents and watch the videos, but. They are manageable, you know, it's not kind of a daunting thought of, oh, at the end of the day, you've got to sit down and watch an hour video. No, they're, they're very short um, uh, videos, which are very helpful. So my day-to-day life changed in that I was doing just little bits every day. Um, mm-hmm. You know, just spending half an hour on yourself makes a huge difference. Um, and often I would, ch- so after a while, I managed to change my mindset to thinking, I don't need to go to the gym today I'm just going to do some um, journaling or watch some coaching videos or perhaps learn a little bit more about um, nutrition instead and and that's okay and and after three months I was able to get to a point where I was just prioritizing myself um, thanks thanks to your program Um, so I guess another way my 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 sort of day-to-day life changed is really listening to yourself and listening to your needs and um, something that we worked on was um, hunger fullness scale which um, I find very interesting because obviously we eat um, because it's lunchtime whether or not you're hungry or um, you eat because you know you won't eat later like and I learned all about the different kinds of hunger but also actually asking myself am I hungry right now? <laughs> you know, do I really need to eat this? Um, which does help because um, obviously, well, for me, I would often just eat and then eat and eat and eat and not be able to stop. So um, working on hunger, hunger scales, but really taking the time. Um, so keeping a diary about it initially, but then being able to do it without kind of talking to you about it. Um, I mean, I'd say my life changed very positively um but it does require work um Mm -hmm. you know it's but you know it's it's a marathon not a sprint as well like though even though I've done my three-month program there are still things that I can can work on um extra books I can read you know um going back through my notes and things like that um so I think it's going to be constant and you know I've I've not had a binge since our since our program started, but I might in the future. But I now am more prepared. I know how to manage that better. Um, so yeah, I, I think that answers the question. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, yeah, I rambled totally. a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I'm glad that you are very honest, and I'm glad that you emphasize that it's a daily practice. That every day you have to take a moment. You have to take like 30 minutes to really. Uh, work on the things that you want to change in your life so it's a dedicated practice daily practice and that gives you the result you want yeah absolutely perfect yeah um yeah and just out of curiosity curiosity do you think that you would have been able to achieve those results by trying to recover from disordered eating on your own oh good question um 
I don't think so. I mean, it's, it's something, you know, every Monday morning I'd wake up and just think, right, I'm going to stop taking laxatives. I'm just going to eat normally. Um, but but I just never did. Um, and, you know, that happens so many times. You have all these intentions. But, um, you know, unless I guess you were a good, you were someone I could be accountable to. So I, I don't think I could have. I'm, I, I know that I um, was a lot better than I was sort of 10 years ago. I've, I've, I've basically been living with an eating disorder and issues around eating and exercise for a decade. So I think that proves that no, I, can't, I couldn't, couldn't do this by myself. Um, no matter how many kind of people you follow on Instagram and articles you read, I, I do just think there's so much power in talking to someone. Um, and yeah, we had weekly sessions and I felt like I could talk to you about anything and there was no judgment. It was a safe space. Um, and also, you know, we we worked on um, what they called uh, affirmations and um, I've got like a personal contract with myself. Um, you know, it's just between me and myself. But um, it's things like that that just really kind of keep you motivated and keep you going and, yeah, just, just keep you accountable. So um, I don't think I, I could have done this um, alone, honestly. And as I've said, you know, even after 10 years, I still, <laughs> I still mm-hmm. wasn't, you know, 100% um happy or, or whatever with my relationship with food and eating so um personally I don't think I could maybe people are more motivated but I've just found having someone to talk to um and having someone who is knowledgeable and experienced um was just exactly what I needed yeah yeah we all need support and accountability and again there's a difference between like working on healing your eating disorder and just managing it because i think that there are many women living uh in the world who are just trying to manage their eating disorder they they do it but again it's not really healing uh, eating disorder um, okay, so so let's say that there is a woman right there and she's where you've been a couple of months ago. So do you have some piece of advice for her? Again, she's struggling mm. with unhealthy relationship with food. Is there any piece of advice you could give her? Give mm. her? I think the first thing that I would say, which I, I, I really wish I'd been told, is that you're not alone. Um mm-hmm sort of going back to what you said about did you have any you know uh um initial thoughts about the program and and I said oh you know I just didn't think that I was you know I wasn't I didn't need it or whatever but but it's okay and it's okay to have whatever issues you've got however big or small they are to you they're they're your issues and if it's affecting how you think and how you eat and your day-to-day activity you know just remember you're not alone so um that's the first thing I would say is that you're not alone um and the next piece of advice would to be would be um as I mentioned before you know that this this won't happen overnight but but you will get there um Mm -hmm. but it does require your input as well um so if it's something you really want to change you can change it but be prepared you know you're it's going to be up and down it's going to be like with any relationship with a person or or with anything it's a relationship you have with food and your thoughts it's going to be up and down um so that yeah my, my second piece of advice would be you know take your time but don't go hard on yourself if if you have a blip so it's okay we all have blips um 
and just yeah as I said just remember you're not alone and there are people out there like Natalia who are here to help you and that won't judge you and who understand you okay yeah yeah perfect I love that you emphasize again that it's not a magic pill it's not that I hold some secret Mm. to how to stop binge eating (laughs) this is the work you have to do I'm just here to to guide you to maybe show you some things that you have to work on but again work is on your shoulders Yeah, okay. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's what coaching is, isn't it? It's it's coaching you and you, you have to put in some work too. And Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Perfect. So, yeah, is there anything else you would like to add? Oh, gosh. Um, it, it's just been a journey. Um, so thank you very much, Natalia. I I didn't really know what to expect, but my expectations were were met by far. Um, And as I said, the kind of range of resources that you offer um, and the experience, the knowledge, the expertise, um, you were always available. um, So it was great having access to the platform. So if you do take Natalia's program, you'll have access to a platform where you can log food diaries and exercise journals and and how you're feeling. Um, Natalia can send you documents, you can access all the videos. Um, So, you know, it did just make it very, very kind of personal, actually. Um, You don't just feel like you're another person in the line with a number, you know, you're you're a person, you are, you know, I'm Ruth, I have, I have these, these issues. Um, Yeah, I just, I, yeah I I just think you you were fantastic and it was exactly what I needed um and I would strongly encourage anybody whatever stage you're at wherever you're at no matter what you think whether you um are really serious or not at all very serious in terms of eating disorder it's okay because you'll learn about general managing of your thoughts and emotions which I think is so invaluable um yeah just just I just wouldn't hesitate you know talk to Natalia before you start the program she'll answer any questions you've got and just thank you again Natalia because I've really come very very far um in three months I thought you know I mean obviously I I still have some work to do but um I just feel a lot more confident with it and and I can go out for dinner and and just enjoy it and not think, oh, my gosh, I've got to go to the gym the next day or not think, oh, my gosh, this is so carby. You know, I can actually go out and enjoy my food. Um, we did a bit of mindfulness um, in the program, which, yeah, maybe I was a bit skeptical about before, but it does really help um, mindful eating. Um, yeah, I'm just in such a better place now. I eat more of the foods I love without feeling guilty about it. Um you know, Natalia taught me that if you like eating something, then eat it. <laughs> I used to kind of restrict having peanut butter and banana on toast because even though it was my favorite, I just used to think, oh gosh, no, I can only have it like before I run a marathon or something or before I do a load of exercise because it's, you know, carbs and carbs. But actually, I, I really enjoy it and I really think it's delicious and it's one of my favorite things. So why would I not have it more often? Um so that's that's something great as well. Um, j- just a just a side note. Um, I obviously part of her program is a weight loss program as well, which I'm sure is incredibly effective. But uh, for me, that that wasn't really a priority um, at the time. But I'm sure that whoever continues with that program um, will find that beneficial too. Um, I've I've learned kind of tips, baby, on how to 
lose weight in a healthy way but um that that wasn't really a priority for me at the time but I know that I could come back to that at a later stage if I wanted to so yeah so just thank you again <laughs> okay great yeah I'm sitting here and I'm smiling because it's so great <laughs> to hear about your results and and it's great that you are satisfied with with what we've been through yeah, and that absolutely. you see the effects of it yeah it's great of course binge proof brain program is not like cookie cutter approach we I do not give any meal plans or anything yeah everything is no. is personalized no. yeah <laughs> I'm glad that that absolutely. it was something yeah absolutely important um, yeah yeah um, no absolutely so thank you yeah all right so thank you so much for coming on I appreciate you sharing your time and energy and personal experiences with all my oh, listeners <laughs> It's a pleasure. Um, I hope the listeners have enjoyed it and found it useful. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm sat here smiling too because <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's also encouraged me to talk more about it. Um, because yeah, I don't think we talk enough about eating disorders. Um, or relationships with food and, and exercise and, and thoughts about those sorts of things. Um, so it's made me definitely more confident in in having these conversations with people. So yeah, yeah. thank you too. And yeah, hope hope the podcast was useful for your listeners. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure that our listeners will be inspired by your story. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> okay, thank you all for listening. Uh, have a great day and see you next time. Bye. If you enjoyed today's episode and you would like to stay in touch with me, make sure to follow Pinchproof Brain on Instagram. And if you are ready to take this material to the next level and apply what you've learned, then go ahead and submit your application for my Pinchproof Brain coaching program. Thank you so much for joining me today and have a great day.